Chapter sixty seven of Jerusalem to Revelations A Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Paradiso thirteen. The fourth heaven, the sun intellectual happiness spirits of theologians and philosophers solomon's wisdom let him imagine who would understand aright what now i saw and let him hold the image like a steadfast rock the while i speak the fifth stars which vivify the sky at different points with such clear light that vanquished is all denseness in the air let him imagine next that wane whereto the bosom of our sky suffices so both night and day that as its pole revolves it never disappears and let him then imagine furthermore that trumpet's mouth which at the axle's point begins, where on the first wheel turns, and that all these had made two constellations of themselves, like that which Minos' daughter fashioned when she felt the cold of death, and one to have its rays within the other, and both to so revolve that one moved forward and the other back and he will of the actual constellation a shadow have and of the double dance which circled round the place where i then was for it as far surpasses our experience as swifter than the chiana moves the heaven which outspeeds all the others there they praised nor Bacchus nor Apollo, but three persons in one sole nature, the divine, and that in but one person, with the human joined. The song and dance completed each its measure, whereat those holy lights gave heed to us, rejoicing thus to pass from care to care, and then the light wherein the wondrous life of god's dear pauper had been told to me of those harmonious gods the silence broke and said whereas one straw has now been threshed and as its seed hath now been stored away sweet love inviteth me to beat the other thou thinks that in the breast from which the rib was drawn, which went to form the lovely cheek, whose palate cost so much to all the world, and that in that one which, before and after the lance had pierced it, made such satisfaction as to outweigh all sins, whatever light our human nature is allowed, the whole was by that power infused which made them both. Thou hence, art marvelling at what above I said, 
when I narrated that the good enclosed within the fifth light had no second. O oh, now thine eyes, to what I answer thee, and thou see that my words and thy belief grow one in truth as in a ring its centre. That which dies not, and that which mortal is, are naught but that idea's reflected light, to which our sire by loving giveth birth. For that bright light, which from its loosened source so flows, that it is not divided from him, nor from the love which with them is entrined, out of its goodness gathers up its radiance, mirrored as twere in nine subsistences, itself eternally remaining one. Thence to the lowest creatures it descends from act to act, and such becomes that naught it makes but brief contingencies, and these contingencies I understand to be those generated things the moving heavens produce by means of seed and without seed. Of those the wax and that which mouldeth it are not of one same kind. Hence, underneath the ideal stamp, they more or less reflect it. It hence results that, after its own kind, one self-same plant bears better fruit and worse, and that with different natures ye are born. If tempered to perfection were the wax, and if the heavens were at their height of power, the whole light of the seal would be revealed. But nature, working as an artist doth, who hath, though skilled, and toward his art disposed, a trembling hand, ere gives it with a flaw. Hence, if the flaming love dispose and stamp the lucid vision of the primal power, complete perfection is therein acquired. Thus, rendered worthy of an animal's complete perfection, was the earth of old. Thus also was the virgin rendered pregnant. Hence thine opinion I as true commend, that human nature never was nor will be such as it once in those two persons was. And now, if I no further went, how, then, could he be peerless, would thy words begin? But that what seems not so may now seem clear, think who he was, and what the cause which moved him in his request when ask was said to him. I have not spoken so, that thou shouldst not see clearly that a king he was, who asked wisdom to be a worthy king, and not to know the number of the angels here, nor whether from a necessary premise with one contingent a necessity e'er followed as result, nor yet to know if a first motion needs must granted be, nor whether a triangle could be made with no right angle in a semicircle. Hence 
if thou note both what I said and this, our royal wisdom is that peerless vision on which the shaft of my intention strikes, and if too hath arisen, thou direct clear eyes, thou'lt see that it refers to kings alone, who many are, and few the good. With this distinction take thou what I said, for it can stand with that which thou believest of man's first father, and of our delight. And let this e'er be led unto thy feet, to make thee, like one weary, slowly move to both the yea and nay thou seest not, for very low among the fools is he who affirms without distinction or denies in one as in the other case, because it happens that a quickly formed opinion is often in a wrong direction turned, and then the feelings bind the intellect. For worse than vainly leaveth he the shore who fishes for the truth and hath no skill, since, such as he set out, he comes not back, and in the world are patent proofs of this. Parmenides, Melesus, Bryson, I, and many who advanced, but knew not whither. So did Sabellius, Arius, and those fools who to the scriptures were as sword-blades are in making faces crooked which were straight. In judging, let not people be too sure, like him who in the field computes the ears, or ever they are ripe. For I have seen a thorn-bush seem all winter-stiff and wild, and later bear a rose upon its top. And once I saw a vessel running straight, and swiftly o'er the sea through all her course, and end by sinking at the harbour's mouth. Let not Dame Bertha or Sir Martin think, on seeing one man rob and one give alms, that they behold them as they seem to God, for that one may get up and this one fall. Paradiso 14 The fourth heaven, the sun, the fifth heaven, Mars, the happiness of heroism. In rounded vessels, water moves from rim to centre, and from centre so to rim, according as one strikes it from without or from within. What I am saying here fell suddenly into my mind when once the glorious life of Thomas ceased to speak because of the resemblance which arose between his speech and that of Beatrice, who after him was pleased to speak as follows. This spirit needs, although he tells you so, neither by voice nor even by thinking it, to reach the root of still another truth. Tell him, then, if the light wherewith your substance is flowering will remain with you the same eternally, as even now it is, and if it still remains so, tell him how, 
when ye have been made visible again, it can be such as not to hurt your sight. As when, impelled and drawn by greater gladness, those who are dancing lift at times their voices, and give their actions greater sprightliness. So, at that prompt and reverent request, the holy circles showed new joyousness, both in their whirl and in their wondrous song. He that lamenteth that we die down here to live up yonder, hath not seen up there the comfort of the eternal rain. That one, and two, and three, who ever lives and reigns in three, and two, and one, uncircumscribed, and circumscribing everything, was there by each and all of yonder spirits sung with such a melody that it would be a just reward for any one's desert and in the smallest rings divinest light i heard a gentle voice like that with which perhaps the angel spoke to mary answer as long as paradise's joy shall last so long our love will radiate around it a garment such as this its clarity is patterned on our ardour and our ardour upon our vision, and as keen is that, as is the grace it hath above its worth. When with our glorious and perfected flesh were clothed again, our persons will give greater pleasure because of being all complete. Wherefore, whatever freely given light the good supreme may grant us will increase a light permitting us to see him, whence our vision needs must grow, and grow the ardour which from it is enkindled, and hence grow the radiance likewise which proceeds from this. But as a burning coal emits a flame, and by its vivid glow surpasses it, so that its own appearance is maintained, so will this brightness which surrounds us now be vanquished in appearance by the flesh which still is covered by the earth nor will so great a light avail to weary us because our body's organs will be strong for whatsoe'er is able to delight us so quick and careful seemed both choirs to say amen that clearly a desire they showed to have their buried bodies, and not perhaps for their own sakes alone, but for their mothers and fathers and the others who were dear to them, ere they became eternal flames. Then round us everywhere, of equal brightness outside the lustre there, another rose, like an horizon, which is growing clear, and as new apparitions come in sight throughout the sky at early evening's rise, so that one's vision seems, and seems not true, meseemed that new subsistences I there began to see, and that a ring was forming 
outside the other two circumferences. Hope, oh, thou true sparkling of the Holy Spirit, how suddenly and glowingly it flashed before mine eyes which vanquished stood it not. But Beatrice revealed herself so fair and smiling that this vision must be left among those that followed not my memory. I hence gained strength to raise mine eyes again, and with my lady alone I saw myself born to a higher grade of blessedness. I well perceived that I was higher up, by reason of the stars and kindled smile, which readier seemed to me than is its wont. With all my heart, and with that kind of speech, which is the same in all, I made to God such holocaust as was befitting this new grace, and the ardour of my offered self had not yet been exhausted from my breast, when I perceived that sacrifice was welcome and pleasing, for to me there then appeared splendours between two rays so bright and red that I exclaimed, O Helios, who dost so adorn them! As the galaxy, bedecked with smaller and with greater lights, so glimmers between the world's poles that even the wise are led to doubt, thus constellated in the depths of Mars, those rays describe the honoured sign which in a circle quadrant joinings make. My memory overcomes my genius here, because that cross so lightened forth the Christ, that I can find therefore no fit example. But whosoever taketh up his cross and follows Christ, will pardon me again for what I leave, when in that glow he sees the Christ flush forth. Lights moved about from arm to arm, and tween the summit and the base, and sparkled brightly when they met, and when they passed each other. Thus we here see, straight and crooked, swift and slow, and ever renewing their appearance, particles of bodies long and short, as through a ray they move, whereby at times that shade is streaked, which folk to shield them make with skill and art. And as a viol or a harp, attuned with many strings, a pleasant tinkling makes, for one by whom the music is not caught, so from the lights which there appeared to me, a melody was gathered through the cross, which wrapped me, though I made not out the hymn. I well perceived it was of lofty praise, because arise and conquer came to me, as to who heard, but did not understand. So much in love with it did I become, that naught had ever fettered me before with such sweet bonds. My words, perhaps, appear too bold, in that they lower set the pleasure given me by the lovely eyes looking in which my longing finds its rest. But who considers that the living seals of all fair things do more the higher up 
and that I had not there looked up at them, may pardon me for what, to be excused, I'm self-accused, and see that I speak true. For here the holy joy is not excluded, since, as it mounts, the purer it becomes. Paradiso 15 The Fifth Heaven Mars The Happiness of Heroism Martyrs of Religion and Altruism Gacchaguida The kindly will wherein is always shown the love which is by righteousness inspired, as greed is in the evil will revealed silence imposed on that sweet singing lyre and caused those holy chords to be at rest which heaven's right hand slackens and draweth tight how shall those substances to righteous prayers be deaf who ceased from song with one accord to give me the desire to pray to them tis well that he should boundlessly lament who for the sake of that which lasteth not deprives himself for ever of that love as through serene and quiet evening skies that darts from time to time a sudden fire which startles tranquil eyes that were at rest and seems to be a star which changes place saving that naught is missing where it flashed and that itself lasts but a little while so from the arm which to the right extends down to that cross's foot there ran a star drawn from the constellation shining there nor from its ribbon did the gem depart but through the radial band ran on and looked like fire when back of alabaster moving with like affection did anchises shade reach forth if our best news deserve belief, when in Elysium he perceived his son. Hold thou my blood, O overflowing grace of God, to whom as unto thee was ere the gate of heaven unlocked a second time. Thus spoke that light, hence I thereto gave heed. Then to my lady turning back my face i was on this side and on that amazed for such a smile was glowing in her eyes that i with mine thought i had touched the depths both of my grace and of my paradise thereat a pleasure both to hear and see the spirit joined to his beginning things i did not fathom so profound his speech nor did he hide himself from me by choice but by necessity for his conception set itself higher than a mortal's aim and when the bow of his impassioned love had so relaxed its tension that his words descended to the level of our mind the first thing that was understood by me was blessed be thou that trying and one hast been so courteous to my seed and he went on a pleasing and a long protracted fast 
derived from reading in the mighty volume, wherein nor white nor dark is ever changed, hast thou relieved my sum within this light, in which I now address thee, thanks to her who for the lofty flight hath feathered thee. Thou deemest that to me thy thoughts flow down from him who primal is, as from a one, if known it be, proceeds a five and six. Yet who I am, thou dost not ask of me, nor wherefore I appear to thee more glad than any other in this joyous throng. Thou deemest what is true, because the small and great of this life hath that mirror gaze, wherein, before thou think, thou showest thy thought. But that the holy love, wherewith I watch, with sight perpetual, and which causes me to thirst with sweet desire, may be fulfilled the better, that thy voice, firm, bold, and glad, proclaim the will, proclaim the wish, whereto my answer has already been decreed. To Beatrice I turned, and she had heard before I spoke, and smiled a nod to me, which caused the wings of my desire to grow. Then I thus. When the first equality revealed himself to you, wisdom and love became for each of you of equal weight, because the sun, whose heat and light illumined and warmed you, is of such equality that all comparisons therewith are poor. But in the case of mortals, will and speech, because of reasons manifest to you, are differently feathered in their wings. Hence I, who mortal am, now realize this inequality, and render thanks with heart alone to thy paternal greeting. I earnestly beseech thee, living topaz, set in this precious jewel like a gem, that with thy name thou make me satisfied. O thou, my leaf, in whom I pleasure took, while still awaiting thee thy root I was. He thus, as he replied to me, began, and then he said to me, The one from whom thy family is named, and who hath circled the mountain for a hundred years and more around the first ledge was my son, and thy great-grandsire, well behooveth it that thou shouldst shorten by thy work his long fatigue. Florence, within the ancient ring of walls, from which she still receives her tears and knowns, sober and modest still, abode in peace. No bracelets had she then, nor coronets, nor dames with ornamented shoes, or belts more likely to be looked at than themselves. Nor did a daughter frighten yet at birth her father, for her marriage age and dowry have ran in neither way due measure yet. No houses had she void of families, nor yet had a Sardanapalus come to show us what could be achieved in halls. Nor yet 
had Montemalo been surpassed by your Uccellatio, which, had done in its ascent, will be so in its fall. Bellinciamberti, going girt, I saw, with bone and leather, and his lady leave a looking-glass without a painted face, and Nerli's lord I saw, and the Delvecchios, with unlined skins contented, and their dames with spindle and with thread. O oh, lucky woman! Sure of her burial place was each, and none as yet deserted in her bed for France. One stayed awake, absorbed in cradle cares, and used in comforting the speech which forms a father's and a mother's first delight another from her disturbed drawing flax repeated for her household olden tales about the trojans fiesole and rome as great a marvel then would a ciangela or lapo saltarolo have been held as thin senatus or cornelia now to such a calm and beautiful town-life to such a safe community to such a pleasant inn did mary called aloud give me and at the same time i became within your ancient baptistry a christian and cacciagida moronto was my brother and elisio from the po's valley came my lady to me and from her name thine was formed the emperor conrad afterward i followed and among his chivalry he belted me a knight by my good deeds i so obtained his favour in his train i went against that law's iniquity whose people through your shepherd's fault usurps your jurisdiction there by that vile folk was i released from that deceitful world the love of which debases many souls and from my martyrdom attained this peace paradiso sixteen the fifth heaven mars the happiness of heroism the old and the new population of florence o oh, thou our small nobility of blood that thou shouldst make some people boast of thee down here where languid our affections are will never be to me a wondrous thing for there where love turns not aside in heaven i mean even i myself was proud of thee thou truly art a cloak which soon grows short so that from day to day, if thou be not patched out, time goes around thee with its shears. Hence, with the yew which Rome the first endured, and in whose use her race least perseveres, my words began again. Whence Beatrice, who at a little distance from me stood, by smiling here, resembled her who coughed at the first fault 
ascribed to Guinevere. You are my father, I began to say. You to my speech complete assurance give. You so uplift me that I'm more than I. My mind is by so many brooklets filled with joy that it congratulates itself that, without breaking, it can stand the strain. Tell me then, you, my dear progenitor, who were your ancestors, and what the years which in your boyhood's time were chronicled, and tell me of the sheepfold of St. John, how large it was, and who were in it then, that in the highest seats deserved to sit. As at the breathing of the winds a coal is quickened into flame, even so I saw, at my endearing words, that bright light glow, and to mine eyes as fairer it became, so with a gentler and a sweeter voice, but not in this our modern form of speech. It said to me, From that day on when hail was uttered to the childbirth, when my mother, who now is sainted, was relieved of me who burdened her, this fire had to its lion four hundred fifty and thirty times returned to light itself again beneath its paws. My first progenitors and I were born just there, where first the town's last ward is found, by him who runneth in your annual race. Let of my forebears this suffice to hear, for as to who they were, and whence came hither, silence is more commendable than speech. All those that tween Mars' statue and the Baptist, who at that time were able to bear arms, were but the fifth of those that live there now. But then its citizens, who now with men from Campi, Cataldo, and Fagini mix, were in the lowest artisan, seen pure. Oh, how much better it would be to keep as neighbours those to whom I here refer, and at Galuzzo and Trespiano, mark our boundary than have them in our town and bear the stench of Ugaglione's churl and seniors who for graft hath sharpened eyes if those who in the world are lowest fallen have not stepmother like to caesar been but kind as to her son a mother is one such is now a florentine and barters and trades who would have turned to Semifonte, where formerly his grandsire mounted guard. The Conte still would own the Monte Merlo, the Gerci in Acone's parish be, and in the Valdigrib still, perhaps, the Boundel Monte. Ever was the mixing of clans, the fountain of the city's woe, as of the body's ill superfluous food. For sooner will a blinded bull succumb than will a blinded lamb, and one sword 
Oft will cut both more and better than will five. If thou consider Luni and Urbisagnia, how they have gone, and how now, in their wake, Chiusi and Sinigaglia go their way, it will not seem or strange for thee or hard to hear how families degenerate, since even cities have their term of life. All your creations die as well as you, but death conceals itself in some that long endure, while individual lives are short. And as the turning of the lunar sphere covers and bears earth's shores without surcease, even so doth fortune deal with Florence. Hence it should not seem a wondrous thing to thee what I of those great Florentines shall say, whose fame is hidden in the folds of time. I saw the Ugi, and saw the Catalini, Felipe, Greci, Ormani, and Alberici, though in decline illustrious citizens, and I, as great as they were ancient, saw with him of La Sanella, him of Larca, the Saldanieri, Ardingi, and Bostici, over the gate which is at present burdened with recent felony of such great weight that there will soon be jetsome from the bark the ravignani dwelt from whom there sprang count guido and whoever since his time hath noble bellincione's name assumed he of la pressa knew already how to rule and galligaio in his house already had a gilded hilt and pummel mighty already were the column of the ver sacchetti giucci fifanti and barucci the galley and those that for the bushel blush the stock whence the calfucci sprang was great already while already were the sezii and arigucci raised to coral chairs and oh how great i saw those now undone through arrogance then too the golden balls decked florence forth in all her mighty deeds so likewise fared the ancestors of those who when your church is vacant always fatten by staying in consistory together the haughty race which like a dragon deals with those that flee and unto those that show their teeth or purse is peaceful as a lamb was rising now but from so low a clan that ubertine donati was displeased when by his own wife's father made their kin already had the caponsacho dropped from fiesole into the market while as townsmen good were gida and infangato i'll tell a thing incredible and true the small ring then was entered by a gate which from the della Perra took its name each one who bears that mighty baron's arms whose name and whose renown the festival of thomas keepeth green received from him knighthood and privilege though he to-day consorteth with the people who surrounds them with a border 
both the Gualterotti and Importuni were already there, and now their borgo would more quiet be if from new neighbours it were fasting still. The family which to your tears gave birth through the just scorn which brought about your death and put an end to your once happy life was honoured in itself and in its kin. How Buon del Monte ill advised thou wast to flee their marriage, counselled by another. Many would happy be who now are sad, if God had to the Ema granted thee when coming for the first time into town. But Florence, to that mutilated stone which guards the bridge, must needs a sacrifice afford when in her final hour of peace. With these same families, and others with them, Florence I saw in such a state of rest that no occasion had she then for tears. With these same families I saw her then so glorious and so righteous that the lily was never set upon a staff reversed, nor made because of a division. Red. End of chapter 67